Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and many other great podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. My name is Daryl and I haven't podcasted in a while, but I wanted to do a show for this week. So what I'm going to do is a little different. Usually I read a scripture here and then get into the topic of what I'm talking about or talk with a guest, but I don't have a guest, but... What I do have is, since many of you know I'm in seminary at Westminster, uh, Philadelphia, online, and so I've been doing a lot of work this semester. We I have Greek and Introduction to Apologetics, so it's been difficult. Greek is, it's like learning a whole new language, well, because it is a new language for me, but it, I've been busy with that, haven't had time to do any shows in the past couple weeks, haven't had time to do some of the stuff I usually do on Twitter or Facebook either with my nightly messages of Sleep Well Tonight Christians. But I'm sure you're all continuing on without me. But what I wanted to do today is actually read a paper that I wrote last semester, sorry, for the Doctrine of God class. And we had to ask a question in the beginning of the class that we would get from a, a person that might ask us as, as, as we be go into ministry uh, about God. So I'm going to read the paper. It's a response paper to the question that I initially asked. So if I stutter or stammer, I haven't practiced reading this yet. So bear with me, but here it goes. And the question is, since God is good, why does God allow evil to happen? Since God is also powerful and in control, why does he not stop this evil? These questions have been on the minds of humans throughout time. Often these questions arise as, if God is good, why does he allow terrible things to happen, like death, like the death of innocent babies? Or why does my nice sister get cancer? Before answering why God allows evil, let us look at how God is good. Common phrases Christians often say is God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. This expression is true, but what does it mean that God is good? God is perfectly good and does only good. He is flawless in everything he is and is only righteous, always keeping to his own standards. God is perfectly faithful to his people and promises, never breaking his covenant. God is self-sufficient, and he does not covet anything. God does not lie, as he is always truthful in all his communications with his creatures. God is good in all he does, as he loves his people with a steadfast love. In his perfect love, God abundantly provides for his creatures. In his goodness, his goodness is seen in creation when God made everything in the span of six days. After days two through six in Genesis, Scripture says, God saw it was good. What God's, God creates is good. The first time God says everything is not good is in Genesis 2.18 when he says, It is not good that man should be alone. Then God in his goodness provides a suitable helper for the man. God makes woman from the rib of man, showing the goodness of God's providence in providing a helper who is bone of man's bone and flesh of his flesh. Genesis 2, 23. After creation, God's goodness continues to be expressed more in his provision for his creation. This is especially true in his providence towards human beings made in the image of God. In the goodness of God, we see proclivity to provide and care for his creation. 
In Genesis 2.15, we read, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. God made the garden for the man and then placed him in that garden. God and his goodness provided for the man. Then God provided a suitable helpmate. The goodness of God continues throughout the scriptures. The psalmist reminds us of God's goodness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Psalm 145, verses 8 to 9. In the passage of Psalm 145, we read of the provision of God to all he has made and his special goodness to his people, showing grace, mercy, and steadfast love. With scripture teaching that God is good to all his creatures, the question remains, why does evil exist? This question can also be answered back in Genesis. Man was prohibited by God to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He could eat from any tree, but not the tree from the knowledge of good and evil. In Genesis 3, the serpent tempted man's helpmate to eat from the forbidden tree, and she took and ate seeing that the tree was good for food. She also gave it to her husband, and he ate, knowing that God told him not to eat from the tree. From this first disobedience, sin entered the world, and from this sin, the entire creation came under the curse of God. In Romans 8, verses 20 to 22, Paul writes, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, and hope that the creation itself will be set free from the bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of and the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Disobedience against God, who is good, is a serious matter. It has affected everything in creation. Sin brings dreadful things upon people. All creation is affected in such a way that even severe weather brings calamity, destruction, and death. The sin of the first man also caused the descendants to be sinners. All mankind fell in Adam's sin and continue to sin on their own. Mankind now has a sin nature, and in that natural state, mankind is an enemy of God. The question remains, if God is good and sovereign, in control, why does he allow for evil people? God has decreed everything that happens, yet he has not authored sin or evil. Theologians speak of God's revealed will. That is what God desires for us humans to do. He gives us his commands to follow, to, to show us his will towards humans. And that is a reference to Bavink, page 244 in Reformed Dogmatics. Theologians also speak of the hidden or secret will of God that is unknown, whereas he does not tell his creatures all his decrees also in Bavink, page 245 of Reformed, volume 2 of Reformed Dogmatics. He has decreed everything that happens for his good pleasure, and in, in that and in that has not revealed all that he decrees. In the hidden will of God, he has decreed the sin of humans to bring about his ultimate ends. He has decreed sin to bring about good for those who love God and are called according to his pur- purpose. Romans 8.28 God decrees all things for his glory, yet he does not desire that we should sin. Sin through sinners is used by God to bring about his ultimate end of salvation for all he, for, for fallen sinners and his glory. God's sovereignty in this manner can be seen in the Old Testament in many places. A wonderful place to look is Genesis 50. After Jacob dies, the brothers of Joseph are worried Joseph will take vengeance on them for selling him into slavery. 
This is what Joseph says to his brothers in Genesis 50, verse 20. As for you, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Joseph explains the very evil that his brothers meant against him is what God meant for good. God meant it for good, for the good of his people, to keep them alive. God brings about evil without being the author of evil by decreeing the actions of evil men for his glory and for the good of his people. An example of the decree of God in which sin brings about his ends in the New Testament is displayed in the crucifixion of Jesus. Peter explains in Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 23, by saying, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. The evil act of the crucifixion of the only innocent man ever was the definite plan of God. Yet, in this plan of God, sinful men are held responsible for this act. Once again, Scripture shows God decreeing the acts of men, who in their nature are sinners, to commit sinful acts to bring about His good purpose. And this purpose of the crucifixion of Jesus brings about the salvation of many. As Christians, this truth should comfort us. God is sovereign. God is in control. Nothing happens outside of His sovereign will. God has decreed everything that happens. While a Christian is going through pain and dealing with evil, it may not seem like God is in control. It may not seem like He cares for His people. It may be hard to understand that God would decree any bad event to happen to anyone. Yet, the scripture teaches that God declares the end from the beginning. All of creation is in his hands. He brings about all things for the purpose of his will and for the salvation of his people. Something important that needs to be remembered is that mankind is not good. The scripture teaches that all humans have sinned against God and deserve to die. Romans 3.23 All humans are responsible for their actions and their sinful actions that bring about pain and suffering. But God, in His good grace, although all of us deserve death, chose to save sinners from destruction through faith in the only sinless person to ever live. It was God's will to send Jesus to live a sinless life. It was God's will to crush Him on the cross through the evil acts of men. It was God's will to raise Jesus from the dead. God decreed decreed these acts to bring about the salvation of his people. Our sins bring about evil, pain, and suffering. God decrees and works all things to bring about the salvation of sinners. A better question that we should ask more often is, if God is good and humans are sinners, why doesn't he just destroy everyone, yet he graciously saves sinners? Yes, evil exists, but God is perfectly good. In his sovereignty, he does only good. This should comfort the Christian. God is the God of all. Those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, he will save. Psalm 115, verse 3. Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. This should always bring assurance and comfort to the Christian, that our God is in the heavens. And what he pleases to do is for their good and for his glory. He punishes evildoers and gives grace to whom he pleases. So, since God is good and in control, why does he allow evil to happen? This will be continued to be asked. The answer offered will never be exhausted. What we can know for sure is God is good, and he perfectly loves his people.
He does all for their good and for his glory. God does nothing wrong that goes against his good, righteous, and holy nature. Christians can trust in him and his goodness. One day, all evil will be gone, along with pain and suffering. God has decreed a new heavens and a new earth where Christians will live with God forever, worshiping him in true peace. Until then, there will be evil. But God is sovereign and loves his people, called by his name, by grace, through faith in Christ. Evil people are made good. And that was the paper that I handed in, and I got an A on that. But I I hope you can take comfort in knowing that evil things will happen, but God is good, and he saves those who are called according to his purpose. And Christian, if you had put your trust in Christ, then things work for your good. Not that all things are good, but they work for your good. And if you haven't trusted in Christ, please put your faith in Christ today. Continue to check out all the podcasts in the Christian Podcast community. Also, if you feel inclined to help support my seminary education, to continue to further my education, what I'm learning at Westminster Online, I will have a link below. Don't feel obligated to give. You know, a lot of podcasts do Patreons and things like that. I don't do that. And especially now, I'm not going to ask you to support the Patreon because I haven't been podcasting much, but I do ask for your support, your prayers, definitely, in my seminary education. It's, you know, it is a challenge to do that, to be even part-time and then work a full-time job and have a family, but I, if you could pray, definitely, if you could give any amount, that's fine, too. I will have a link below. So, until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we're even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, Grady. It's like learning a whole new language.